And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast for our final episode of the week leading into week 16. That means we're going to talk little against the spread gambling. I am Michael Beller. I am here, of course, with Vic Tafer, one of our Las Vegas Raiders beat writers. Vic, how you doing today? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. How you doing? I am doing well. You know, it's uh, the end of the regular season. This is actually the last episode we are going to do of the regular season here. So we will tie a bow on the regular season. Very appropriate for this time of year. Uh, we'll still be with you. All playoffs will be going into the wildcard round, the divisional round, the conference championships, and all the way through the Super Bowl. We will be with you, but we are going to take a, a necessary holiday respite and take week 17 off. So this is our final show of the regular season here, talking picks against the spread. Let's look back to last week. Vic, you had two, two, and one. I went two and three. Anything in your two losses or the uh, tie you want to gripe about? You lost on Denver and San Francisco. You got that nice push with the Saints after looking like that was going to be a loss and they get it back to a field goal. Anything you want to offer up to the gambling gods before we move on to week 16? I realized pretty quickly that I was on the wrong side in that Broncos game when Josh Allen pointed to the press box and yelled at John Elway for not picking him. So I realized <laughs> I, had, I had forgotten the key detail in my handicapping research. So that was a bad pick. But uh, otherwise, you know, the Saints game, I thought Drew Brees was pretty terrible and they still pushed. So I think I was on the right side in that one. But uh, it's just a strange, you know, we've talked about this. It's a strange season. I mean, the Jets beat the Rams outright. So just another example of what a weird year it's been. Yeah, well, I was on the wrong side of their other big upset last week. I thought Pittsburgh would bounce back after their two consecutive losses in Cruz, and they looked terrible. I mean, is there going to be a double-digit win team that people want less of uh, in their picks in the playoffs than the Steelers? I mean, we rarely see a team win 11 games and then just completely fall apart. That feels like what it's been with the Steelers. I also lost on New England. Straight-up loss, all, uh, all, all credit to Miami. Green Bay, that one stung a little bit after they get out to the 24-3 lead. I'm laying eight and a half. I'm feeling good about myself and then lose it by the hook with uh, Carolina coming back and making that an eight-point loss. Uh, so that one stung a little bit. But, hey, that's how things work here. We go into our final week with you sitting at 32-41-2. I am at 37-37-1. and one. We are going to end strong with these week 16 picks. I will say that because of the holidays and moving schedules for everyone, Vic and I are recording this on Tuesday afternoon. So very possible, likely, and it's going to happen. It's a lock. One of the few locks we can actually count on here. Lines are going to change between when Vic and I record this episode and when you are sitting down to make bets if you're making them on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever the case might be. So 
Make sure to check on that, but we are taking the lines as they are on Tuesday from the Vegas Insider Consensus. We've got four straight days of games here, Vic. Neither of us has a pick on the Christmas Day game. Saints minus seven at home against the Vikings, 51 and a half. It does feel like a little bit too big of a number for me, but I still think the Saints are comfortably the better team. I feel fine staying away from that one. You have no picks on our trio of Saturday games. I have one pick in the Saturday games. Uh, The two games where neither of us have a pick, Buccaneers minus nine and a half at Detroit. They are uh, the over-under on that game is 54. That's the first game of the day. The nightcap, Dolphins minus three at the Raiders. 47 and a half is the over-under on that game. Vic, I was very tempted to pick the Raiders. I couldn't go, I ultimately didn't get it because I can't tell you how many times I've lost on three-point dogs who play well, but then you know lose by four or lose by six this season. So I didn't want to back it. But uh, what's your lean in that game with your eyes on the Raiders this season? I'd probably go the other way. I think the Raiders are kind of dead. I mean, I think, um, you know, we have these weekly picks um, for the Bay Area and Las Vegas people who picked their game last week. I was the only guy who had the Chargers. I think I realized thought the Raiders were going to bounce back. But they, they do this pretty often, every almost every year. They kind of fall, collapse at the end. So I'm not sure they're going to be able to bounce back, even if um, Derek Carr's back or if it's Mariota. I think the Dolphins are just too good. So I'd probably lean towards the Dolphins in that one. Yeah, that quarterback uncertainty scared me off as well. Uh, Feels like it's going to be Mariota, but uh, whoever it is, I just don't like that uncertain situation, and especially with uh, the Dolphins' defense clicking the way that it is uh, ultimately wanted to stay away from that game. Uh, Vic, this was almost like uh, like a pick emeritus for me. I felt like week 16, I'm not putting up a gaudy record anyway, so why not go back to the tried and true Arizona Cardinals? They are five point favorites. Against the 49ers at home, I guess it's uh, 49ers pseudo-home as well. 49 is the over-under here. I'll back the Cardinals. Really liked what we saw from the offense against Philadelphia a week ago and like what we've seen from Kyler Murray over the last two weeks. When the offense hit its lull uh, in the middle of the season, it was right when he suffered that shoulder injury against Seattle, and it didn't cost him any time. But he clearly was not Kyler Murray while he was dealing with that a three-game stretch where he carried the ball 15 times total. And that's just not what we typically see from Kyler Murray. He bounced back over the last two games. The production wasn't there two weeks ago. It was there in a big way against the Eagles in Week 15. So this is a case of me trusting the better team that has a whole lot on the line. They can actually lock up a playoff berth if they win and if the Bears lose to the Jaguars on Sunday and the Cardinals are headed to the playoffs. This is a team with way too much at stake, clearly the better team and clearly the better quarterback. Whatever's going on with San Francisco's quarterback situation, uh, Arizona is going to have a massive advantage there. So I will back the Arizona Cardinals laying five against the 49ers. Uh, No pick for you, but what do you think about that play? Yeah, I think Murray's back. I think that's definitely a good reason to pick that game. The Niners are... You know, they should have probably won last week. They had those, all those interceptions. I think their defense played pretty well, and they, they can run the ball pretty well. So I think that's the one or two reasons why I'd be a little worried about them in this spot, their running game and their defense. But I do think Murray has got the mojo back. I think they have a lot of confidence, and it's a big game for them, a lot bigger than it is for the 49ers. So uh, I'm, with, I'm with you on the Cardinals. Yeah, 49ers feeling like a team that has a lot of reason to be confident in next season. they got to be healthier next year than they were this year, but definitely ready for this 2020 season to come to an end. Uh, Let's move things over to Sunday in our early slate of games. We have six contests, four of which have feature picks from at least 
one of the two of us. Uh, the two that do not, that aforementioned Bears game at Jacksonville. Bears are seven and a half point favorites, 47 the over-under here. A huge game for the Bears to keep their playoff hopes alive, but we're staying away. Chiefs minus 10 and a half at home against the Falcons, 43 and a half is the over-under. We are both staying away from that one. As well, let's get to, uh, we have four games left. You have a pick on two. I have a pick on two. No head-to-head, so let's go ping-pong back and forth. You take a game, I'll take a game. You take a game, I'll take a game. We'll start with your first pick and your first pick of the day here. Uh, Texans minus eight at home against the Bengals. Bengals coming off that big win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you think the fun for them ends in week 15. You like the Bengals to cover the eight. Why? It's a big number, I guess, but I mean, I just think the Bengals, that was their Super Bowl, that was their their World Series, their Rose Bowl, every big game possible on, on Monday night. That was a huge win for them. They had all the breaks early on. Defensively, they played well, So, but talent-wise, they're just not there, I don't think. I think they'll come back to earth against the Texans. They're still scoring points and have some talent on defense also. I think just a more talented team uh, wins easily in, in this one. It was a game I considered. It was probably my sixth game, and I could actually see by time I actually am making these picks in my pools, I actually make it my fifth play because I agree with everything you said. I think that uh, just the better team, and you love the way that they hung tough against Indy two out of three games, and both those games within a touchdown where they had a chance uh, in one game to win it late and the other game to tie it late, and they didn't quite get there, but you love seeing that fight from a team with nothing to play for, and Deshaun Watson, I mean, not enough good things can be said about the season he's had with everything crumbling around him in Houston. They fire their coach, he loses Will Fuller, injuries to a ton of players on the offense, still a line that can't completely protect him, and he just has had another excellent season, so you can't say enough good things about Deshaun Watson. I do like that Texans pick, even though I'm not putting it in my five just yet. When I am putting in my five, I, I, I like the Browns here. Browns are minus nine and a half in New York to take on the Jets. 47 is the over-under. And we've seen a lot from these Cleveland Browns over the last month here. We've seen uh, the best stretch of football probably ever in Baker Mayfield's career. He did it again against the Giants last week. Uh, we have seen this team be able to run the ball consistently. We've seen them play well with and without Miles Garrett on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that keeps on rolling against the Jets. I, I got to admit, I thought the number would be a little bit lower with the competence that the Jets have shown the last few weeks culminating in their win over the Rams uh, last week that, you know, maybe is going to cost the franchise uh, the best quarterback uh, it's ever had, the best quarterback it's had since Joe Namath at the very least. But uh, that's something that for Jets fans to worry about. Uh, I I do think, though, that the Browns comfortably take care of business here. And you want to talk about things, uh, teams with something to play for. I mean, we're talking about 10 and four, multiple 10 and four teams in the AFC going into week 16 that still haven't clinched playoff berths. I mean, we have a very top-heavy AFC and the Browns cannot afford to let this game against the Jets get away from them. Uh, they really need this one, even though they're a little bit more comfortable than, say, Indian Pittsburgh or the 9-5 and five teams, Miami and Baltimore, still feel like a loss here could be fatal to their playoff hopes. Obviously, there's plenty of room between covering 9.5 and, and outright losing, but with what we've seen from this offense and what we saw from them last week, just totally controlling an inferior opponent in the Giants. I think they can do it again against the Jets. So I will ride with the Cleveland Browns laying the nine and a half in New Jersey to take on the Jets. Let's move on to your second game in this early window. Colts and Steelers, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in this one. The Colts are one and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. So how the mighty have fallen, 45 is the over under. I mean, the Steelers team, Vic, what do you make of them? Why do you like them to bounce back here? I mean, if you're taking the one and a half, you'll take it. But basically, you're saying they're going to win this game. 
Yeah, kind of like your, your throwback pick to the Cardinals. I'm throwing back to our anti-Colts stance from <laughs> earlier in the season. I just think this is, like you mentioned, it's a great bounce-back spot for them. If they don't bounce back here, then the Steelers are pretty much dead. I think their coaching staff was good enough to overcome this, this little drought. I think their running game gets back on track. Um, so, and again, the Colts, I'm not totally, I'm not totally sold on the Colts still. So I think the talent margin is very thin. I think their home field advantage is big. So I, I like them to bounce back. They could have bounced back this past week, but they didn't. Uh, but I think now their focus definitely will be on, uh, getting a win here against the, uh, against the Colts. Yeah. I got to say, I, when we were going into this weekend, you know, the Colts, uh, got that other win, got their second win against Houston over the last three weeks and feeling pretty good about the way they were playing. I had my eyes on this game, so I was like, all right, Pittsburgh's going to bounce back. They're going to take care of business. They're going to beat Cincinnati by 21 points. Everyone's going to feel like everything's settled. They're going to be like three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half point favorites against Indy, and then Indy's just going to beat them. And I got really excited about that, and I was already in my mind. I was penciling that in as one of my Week 16 picks. Now, one-and-a-half point favorites. Like, ugh, I, I want no part of that. I still actually like the Colts in this game, but – uh, one and a half just feels like a little bit too much for me. I, um, I thought they would be underdogs in this game even after the Steelers' loss, and obviously that did not end up being the case. I'm very worried about this Pittsburgh team, and they could if they lose this game and the Browns win over the Jets, then we're looking at a game that's going to decide the division in Week 17 between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So uh, Browns still alive for that AFC North, something that seemed impossible uh, when Pittsburgh waxed them back in, what, October, November, whenever that was. Uh, and now we're looking at uh, an AFC North that still is undecided after the Steelers have lost three straight games. But you like him to get back on track and get at least, well, you know, the, the cover. But uh, most likely a cover is going to mean a win with the Steelers getting one and a half at home against Indy. Last game in the early slate is also a pick for me. Ravens are 10-point favorites at home, taking on the New York Giants. And love what we've seen, Vic. I love what we have seen from the Baltimore Ravens over the last few weeks. Lamar Jackson looking like the Lamar Jackson of 2019. Uh, whatever it was, whatever snapped into place for him a couple weeks ago, it has done so in a big way. He's been getting it done on the ground. He's been getting it done through the air in a way that we haven't seen from him for most of the season, but just totally carved up Jacksonville last week, 243 yards, three touchdowns, 11 and or just better than 11 yards per attempt in that win. Meanwhile, the Giants, I mean, this offense is just done. This offense is dead, and I don't care if uh, Daniel Jones is able to come back, if it's Colt McCoy, whatever it is, this offense has totally just gone in the tank, and I just don't see how they keep it close. I mean, they really didn't keep it close against the Browns, and sure, they went for a couple of fourth downs when they were in field goal range, but you know, that field that is not, not getting those for – let me rephrase. Going for field goals in those situations, I don't think changes the way the game goes against the Browns. They throw a few more points up on the board, but the Browns still have that game in control. Getting field goals in those situations is not going to help them uh, stay inside the 10 against the Ravens. And I just don't see how any of that really plays out for them in a positive way. With the way this Ravens offense is playing, you know, getting rid of Mark Ingram was addition by subtraction. Now you've got J.K. Dobbins in a feature role. You have Gus Edwards in this secondary role that he can really thrive in. And with Lamar, Dobbins, and Gus Edwards all doing what they do, Baltimore has really been able to control tempo offensively, and I think that is something that they do again against the Giants. So that will be my third pick already. Line me up with the Ravens, minus 10, against the New York Giants. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's move into our Sunday late slate here, Vic. We've got four games in that 4.05, 4.25 p.m. Eastern window on Sunday, one of which does not have a pick for either of us, so we can dispose of that quickly. Chargers, three-point favorites at home against the Denver Broncos. The next game, uh, we are going to lock this line in as it is. Washington minus two and a half at home against Carolina. Of course, we know that the Washington quarterback situation is in a state of flux with everything going on with Dwayne Haskins, not exactly doing what you, you would expect from a guy who was supposed to be the future of the franchise, who loses his job, who then gets it back and has his team one win away from going to the playoffs. You would maybe think yeah, he wouldn't be hanging out at strip clubs without a mask on. Why? You want want to celebrate. You should mention the reasons why he should be happy and celebrating. He's having a good time. I mean, he he deserves to celebrate, right? There may be other ways to do it right now. But (laughs) but, uh, either way, we don't know exactly what's going on with their quarterback situation as we are recording this episode, but we are going to lock in the line. Minus two and a half at home against Carolina, 44 and a half. And apparently you think he needs to be spending some more time actually at the facility working because you like Carolina here. I do. I think Carolina, we've talked about this in the past. They're kind of been plucky all year. The coach has done a nice job. They've been in most of these games. Even the last few weeks have been in most of these games. So I think there's a good chance to get a win and kind of put another exclamation mark in the season, which I'm sure has gone better than they had hoped early on. So I like their offense. I think Bridgewater's done a nice job. They have good receivers. I'm not sure who's playing at running back. Both guys are a good running back. So I think they'll be able to score some points here and, and win this game outright. Yeah, it's a a scary game. I think it's a scary spot for Washington. You would hope their defense can uh, really dominate this game because uh, you don't know what's going on at quarterback. You're probably playing without Antonio Gibson again. Their defense has been great. I mean, that defense looked excellent against Russell Wilson a week ago, but I do think it is a scary spot for them against the Carolina offense that has been competent and maybe is getting Christian McCaffrey back. I would sort of doubt that, but... You know, we'll see. Either way, a tough spot for Washington, the two-and-a-half-point favorites this weekend at home against the Panthers. Uh, let's go to yeah, let's go to the next game on the list. I was going to maybe skip it and 
save it, but let's go right to it. Our one head-to-head matchup of the week. Seahawks are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home to take on the Rams. 47-and-a-half is the over-under here. You think the Rams bounce back from that embarrassing loss against the Jets. I like the Seahawks. Tell us why the Rams are the play. Well, here's what I figure. They lost to the Jets. They must have spent the entire week working on the Seahawks stuff. They didn't practice sure. on the Jets scheme at all. So it's two weeks of focus on this game. Therefore, they'll be able to win. I just have to imagine that has to be what happened because I don't know how <laughs> otherwise they lost to the Jets. But, um, and plus, I think, you know, I think, um, Pete Carroll's kind of had um, some bad luck against Sean McVay in the matchups. I think he's not done very well. So I think there's a little matchup edge there also. So I like the Rams to bounce back. Two teams that, uh, you know, the, the the back part of the season have gone in bizarre ways. I think we all felt a little bit better about both these teams a couple of weeks ago. Seattle got that win against Washington last week, but the offense looked disjointed. And that's been the case for Seattle for a couple of weeks now. You know, they, they were letting everything run through Russell Wilson at the start of the season. And we hadn't seen that brand of Seattle offense ever. And things were looking great. And Russell Wilson was in the MVP discussion. And they've pulled back on the throttle there. And they've gone more back into their traditional run shell. And it hasn't really worked out for them. I mean, they're still winning games. They're still the favorites to win the NFC West. And they can lock up the NFC West with a win in this game. But it just feels like why have they changed so much of what they were doing offensively early in the season. I still like them here with a spread like this, one and a half. Basically, all you're asking them to do is win the game, and I am very comfortable asking Seattle to win this game at home. Jared Goff, I mean, he looked terrible in that game against the Jets, and that's really the thing that holds me back from being all in on the Rams is Jared Goff and Jared Goff's play, and he looked so bad in that game, and with the way Seattle's defense has improved, notably since they got Carlos Dunlap off waivers, I think that they can make life very tough for Jared Goff. So I will go ahead. I will back the Seahawks, trust that they take care of business, win this game, lock up the NFC West, and then make the Rams sweat it out a little bit going into week 17. One more game in the late slate on Sunday. We both have one pick left to make. This is my final pick of the regular season here, Vic, on this uh, Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Eagles are two-point favorites in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. 49 is the over-under. And I, you know, Vic, maybe I'm falling for it. Maybe I'm uh, rushing in too fast on the whole Jalen Hurts thing. But I am going to go ahead and back the Eagles as two-point favorites over the Cowboys. I mean, we've just seen a completely different Philadelphia offense. And it's not just what Jalen Hurts brings to the table in contrast with Carson Wentz. I mean, we've seen a totally different look from this group. We've seen a more effective Miles Sanders. We've seen a, a more effective receiving core. I mean, this receiving core was nothing over the first three months of the season. And sure, they had a lot of injuries and they're healthier than they've been really at any point of the season, but they're getting something out of Alshon Jeffrey. They're getting something out of Greg Ward. They're finding ways to use Jalen Rager. And really, it all comes from Jalen Hurts. And I just don't see how you look at what they've done over these two starts with Jalen Hurts, a surprise win over the Saints, and then hanging tough, coming back against Arizona and nearly forcing that game into overtime, nearly winning that game against the potentially playoff-bound Cardinals and uh, Jalen Hurts having a big game going almost play for play with Kyler Murray. I don't see how you look at those two games and think that 
they shouldn't be able to handle this one with Dallas. So I like the Eagles here. I think Jalen Hurts keeps it rolling. I think they win. If Washington ends up losing to Carolina, then that also sets up a winner-take-all game in Week 17 between these teams. And that would be a lot of fun. But either way, I think Jalen Hurts uh, is making himself a lot of money as we head down the stretch here and maybe playing his way into the starting gig in Philadelphia next season. I do want to get your take on this one. No pick from you, but how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, yeah, the whole NFC East is such a bizarre. I think every team's had their their moment, not necessarily in the sun, but I guess in the shade a little bit because it hasn't really <laughs> been that sunny. But uh-huh. I think there's going to be a scenario where the Cowboys win this game. Everybody else loses. I think that means the Cowboys are back in first, I think, which would be kind of ridiculous based on what <laughs> people were talking about a month ago. So, um, yeah, the Cowboys have been playing a little better. I think they have definitely had some athletes on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the Hurts. It's been impressive, but – yeah, the Cowboys are—they got some life and they're at home, so um, usually that would be enough in this division. So that's—I think I might lean the other way, but uh, I'm definitely on uh, Team Hurts with, with you. I think he's been great and definitely a bright future. Yeah, it was just a, a strange season, uh, definitely. And you—you um, you are right. If if Dallas wins this game and Washington loses to Carolina, then Dallas is back in first place in the NFC East at six and nine, and just—I mean. What a ridiculous season that we've seen! I can totally see Jerry Jones after the Jerry Jones after the game just laughing like, hey, "I told you guys, nothing, <laughs> nothing to worry about." First place all along. We had that in control the whole time. Yeah, yeah. we don't need Dak. Who? What? Dak? Who? Dak? He's not Mahomes. Dak? Who? We don't need him. Oh man, it's just a, a crazy thing. And uh, so, I, you know, I almost hope both for your pick and for your sake, but also for the drama it would create in Week 17. I sort of hope Washington loses because then we either get that heads-up matchup between Washington and Philly for the division or Dallas going into Week 17 in first place. Just a crazy year in the NFC East. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Two more games on the Week 16 slate. No pick from either of us on the Monday night game. That is the Bills, minus 7 in New England to take on the Patriots. Neither of us picking it. I do like the Bills for the record, but not going to be backing it at least here. And the Sunday night game, this one is going to be awesome. Vic, I think this is the game of the week. Sunday night football, Packers and Titans in Green Bay. Packers are 3.5 point favorites, 56 the over-under in this one. You like the Titans getting that three and a half. And I mean, I, I went back and forth in this game. I thought I was going to pick this game. I went back and forth in it a million times. I could see it playing out a bunch of different ways. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this one as a football fan. What makes you like the Titans? It must be that hook. That hook always reels people in. I must be one of those suckers who the hook, I'm like, ooh, three and a half. But <laughs> the Titans seem like they play better in these big games. I also have the image of uh, James Robinson totally gashing the Packers' run defense mm-hmm. early. And I just think it's, you know, it's one of their weaknesses for the Packers, and obviously that's the Titans' strength. So I think the Titans win this game, and uh, all of a sudden they're back in the picture as being one of the top teams in the playoffs. That's what pushed me away because I really thought – I was going to pick the Packers. When I said going back and forth, what I meant was Packers are no pick. Packers are no pick. And what pushed me away from it was how bad this run defense has been this season. I think, even though I think on paper and in a vacuum, 
the Packers are the better overall team than Tennessee. I think this is a uniquely bad matchup, a uniquely terrible matchup. Like, I think the Packers would rather play the Chiefs than the Titans, as crazy as that sounds, because the Titans are just such a bad match. Like, every single thing the Packers are bad at, the Titans are built to take advantage of. And I could just see Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill off play action with his ruthless efficiency that he's been ever since he's taken over as a starter in Tennessee, just totally victimizing Green Bay's defense. And so that's ultimately what scared me away from this. And you would think maybe that would scare me away so hard it would flip me to the other side. But then I think about everything Green Bay has done and how bad Tennessee's defense has been this season. And it's like they're just uniquely built to take advantage of all of Tennessee's defensive weaknesses. So that's why I just backed off. I'll enjoy it. I'll probably bet the over because I don't see either of these defenses having much of a say in this game. And I think it's just going to be a really fun game and one where, you know, we have not heard the last of either of these teams, no matter what happens on Sunday night. Uh, But you are locking in the Titans, three and a half point dogs in Green Bay to take on the Packers. Let's do our last round of picks for the regular season. Vic's picks, the five you've got. Houston Texans, they are eight-point favorites against the Bengals. You like the Pittsburgh Steelers to bounce back one-and-a-half-point dogs at home against the Colts. The Panthers in D.C. taking on the Washington footballs as two-and-a-half-point dogs. You go head-to-head with me on Seahawks and Rams. You take the Rams and the one-and-a-half points in Seattle. And then finally, Tennessee Titans, three-and-a-half-point dogs in Green Bay against the Packers. In addition to going heads-up with you and liking the Seahawks to cover the one-and-a-half and beat the Rams, I've got the Arizona Cardinals on Saturday laying five against the 49ers. I've got the Browns laying nine and a half against the Jets. I'm laying the wood on the Ravens minus 10 against the Giants and wrapping it up with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Slim two-point favorites in Dallas taking on the Cowboys. Let's wrap it all up here. Vic, an upset pick. Who do you think pulls off a straight-up victory as an underdog this week? I got the Titans. I think I think the Titans win that game. I think, uh, like you mentioned, the running game gets going. I think it's a good matchup for them. So I think they uh, they get the win. I didn't really love any of these upsets to pull off straight up victories. So I just went back to the one team I mentioned off the top. I'll take the Raiders. I'll take a shot on the Raiders on the shot shot on whether it's Car Mariota finding enough magic on offense to win this game. And you know Miami's really banged up offensively. We don't know if Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, Jakeem Grant, Miles Gaskin, if any of them are going to be available. And, you know, the Raiders defense, not exactly good, but you take four starters off the field for Miami and suddenly maybe that defense looks competent enough to keep them in the game and let their offense push them over the goal line. So I'll take the Raiders as my upset pick. Vic, that's going to do it. Now, it's not like I said, not going to do it for us for the season. You and I will still be getting together through the playoffs, but this has been a fun regular season, man. Thanks so much for doing it with me. Yeah, it's been fun. I think we're both due for a big, big playoffs because the regular season's not been great for us. So we we must be due. That's my logic. There we go. From your mouth to God's ears. We also want to say to all of you out there who have joined us every Friday on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast to listen to us talk about Against the Spread Picks and DFS with Derek Van Riper. Thank you so much. Whether you listened one week, 10 weeks, all 16 weeks, whatever it was, we want to thank you. We couldn't do it without you opting in to listen. So thank you so much. We hope you're all having a wonderful holiday season and that this continues through this weekend. Again, week 17 off, but Vic and I will be back with you for the wild card round of the playoffs and 2021. Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates. Happy New Year to all of you out there. Good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.